0: But guess where I am right now doing this podcast, which is going to be my first podcast. Guess where I'm going to be at?
1: I have no idea.
0: Man, I'm doing it in the parking lot of an Applebee's.
1: Mm-hmm. You do to disclose that information.
0: It's okay. <laughs> they don't know what Applebee's.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, man. You're in Hampshire, right?
0: No, I'm in Maine right now.
1: You're in Maine.
0: Yeah, why can't I be in Maine?
1: That's. I thought you lived in New Hampshire.
0: I do, but I'm in. Applebee's in Maine. Is that okay?
1: Is it that close?
0: Dude, Maine is literally 10 minutes from New Hampshire, depending on where part of New Hampshire you live in. Yeah. I 100% understand. And, like, by the way, thank you so much for joining the Smart Way podcast. But I have breaking news. From my own sources, I hear that Bernie Sanders is actually dropping from the race. Because I looked up the stats and we are looking at for poor, poor Bernie Sanders, that my dog is at a 885 disadvantage compared to joe biden who was the vice president of barack obama that's tough who has 1181 votes and that was as of an hour ago president trump is sitting high at 1339 points and the person that does have one vote against donald trump is he already declared himself out of the race so we know we basically know who's going to be in the Democratic as well as the Republican standpoint. But there's the breaking news because I have uh, my confidential, but nothing is going to be expanded until later on. Mark my words, I already have good sources, but just know that that's going to be, you know, poor Bernie. But on today's topics, we're talking about the coronavirus and what can we do to stop it. Tom Brady, sports with my Kansas City Chiefs and his D-Town Lions. And of course, you gotta have some rap (laughs) with Eminem and Little Wayne. I'm gonna let you get started. Tell me more about yourself. Talk to me. Talk to the people.
1: All right. What up,
0: people? Live from downtown Lansing.
1: Um, I'm not quite as famous as Rico Beard. He's like the podcast king of this city but it's what i can do in a one-bedroom apartment on the 11th floor overlooking the Capitol. so jeremiah you can call me sir (laughs) and the people can call me mr sir how about we just we just started off like that
0: or we could just call you kobe if you want to
1: I guess, I guess that works too, something like that. <laughs> I mean. I guess that works too. Especially since the name is. I guess is, that works. It's,
0: it got some destiny and some greatness behind it. So, you know, it's Kobe.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but there's been like so many times that I've walked into like a Starbucks and like, they'll ask me what my name is and I'll be like, um, Kobe. And then they give me nasty looks because they think I'm trying to you know, mimic a legend that just died. And I just look at him. It's spelled C-O-B-Y. You can stop, like, insulting me with the glare you're giving me. I mean, just look at me like, "Mm -hmm. sure. So, I don't know. But it is my name, so whatever. But, yeah, anyway, live from the mitten. You're live from the chicken head, as I like to call it. And Eminem is the GOAT. I don't care what anyone says. And it's not because he is white. So do not put that on me. I am calling you out right now before you even say it.
0: Wow, that was pretty bad. That was that was that was pretty bad. Why would you think I would say something because he's Caucasian? I mean, he's good. I, respect I get it every greatness. day, man. I get. I respect greatness. I respect greatness, but I mean, me personally, I mean. You got your Eminem, I Have My Wheezy. I Have My Wheezy, WF mm-hmm. Baby, YMCMB, Cash Money, Young Money, before it was. Back in the 99 <laughs> and 2000s, started from the age of eight. Little Wayne, who just dropped his 13th studio album, Funeral, with my own personal mm. favorite song, Line 'Em Up. Do you know who he is? I haven't
1: heard it yet, man.
0: What? No, man, I've been... Uh... Actually,
1: it was just funny because me and Trin was just watching the interview with that, that, uh, that movie with, I think, Seth Rogen was in it or whatever. And they was interviewing Eminem in it. And we were, like, watching the beginning part. It was, like, super hilarious and stuff like that. And I've been keeping up with him so much because there's a lot going on, like, music videos dropping and stuff. But I, I have not listened to Lil Wayne in, since whatever that one famous song he put out uh how to love i think it's called oh, like i like that four? song respect oh. respect to that song respect to him as an artist but i got to be honest i haven't i haven't even messed with him in so long
0: but but tell me what you like about eminem and his greatness because my artist he influenced drake who you hear every freaking where we got nikki who's Nicki Minaj. That's the best I can even describe her. Big Sean. D-Town Boy. My D-town, last. D-Town, baby. You know who a Big Sean is. And XXX mm-hmm. rest his soul. Because he was going to be one of the greats as mm. well. I listened to more of his music. All of them. Bad, love, sad. Love. I respect what he did and what, what, his, what his you know, his views are. You know what I mean? But tell me, what do you like so much about Eminem that's that's touching Wheezy?
1: You know, it's not that so much that I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing the man. Like Wheezy, like Lil Wayne, he I mean, he's iconic. I mean, I can't relate too much to him personally. And I don't think he's garbage or anything like that. I just don't personally like his music per se like i just don't relate i don't connect with it you know in my mind the thing about eminem that i just feel like i feel like he's relatable to everybody in a way black white yellow brown you know what i'm saying it's like he came from nothing and had to fight his way up fight the system fight you know racism himself you know in a way just because obviously like that's been like the one thing artists have tried to say is like he's a guest in the house and he admits it, you know? He technically is and stuff like that. But, you know, like Dre took him under his wing and gave him a shot and then he ended up being the number one best selling rap artist ever. And uh, it's just crazy. I just feel like it's the ultimate, you know, come from the bottom, you know, type of story, man. I mean, it's like, um, obviously if you watch the movie 8 Mile, you know, it's like, that's like, dude, I mean, obviously that's just his life in a nutshell it's not a you know a documentary or anything like that but you know it definitely deeply reflects like him and a lot of people from you know the inner city I mean I grew up in Lansing the south side over up of Washington man and it's like it was tough growing up I mean it's not not as tough as Detroit has been but like I remember 2008 hit man like that recession bro it it hit different in this town, man. It killed this economy and stuff. So I mean, crime was up, like gas is expensive and everything. It was crazy, but Eminem relates to that, though. You know, it's like he's real. He's real relatable, and he's from the Minton, the greatest state in the United States. And you know, all love, man. But all love, honestly, to any artist who makes it that far and has that much credibility, because it's it's just crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy to think. You know that you can make it and then to actually make it is just a step crazy, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Speaking of 2008, do you know what was the best selling album?
1: Oh man, Key to Jeopardy music. <laughs> <laughs> do, do,
0: do, I'm a the Carter three, the Carter three. Really? III- was the best-selling album in 2008 with 2,296,000 in the U.S. and 3.5 million worldwide with songs like Mr. Carter, Amelie, Comfortable with Babyface, Lollipop, which are some of the Mm. most charting songs to this day. If you're around our age, that was the middle and elementary and... Whatever age you might Age group you might be in That was our songs When he says Ooh, a, lot, I'm a young money to Bob, millionaire Tougher than Nigerian hair It <laughs> You've got to feel that 100% But You know who didn't drop an album in 2008?
1: Eminem That's right <laughs> And you know why Weezy was the number one album in 2008?
0: Why? I would love to hear this.
1: Eminem didn't drop recovery till 2010.
0: Oh, don't even give me that. He wasn't, he wasn't adding. He wasn't adding. I love man. Eminem, but don't come know. on. Now, he had to handle his personal demons. As people, we have to handle our personal demons sometimes. And if we're going to be realistic here, I would even let people that will contact me right now if they're hearing this podcast or when you post it on wherever. Would you take the now, Eminem? Or would you take the prefer, when I was on drugs, lose yourself, uh, the very young Eminem who was ready to rip anybody's head off because I've learned that if you have nothing and you're trying to make your way to the top, you will grab anything to make your way to the top and you won't remember how to keep that top spot because someone would always try to knock you down, but you got to know how it feels to fight to get back to get to that mountaintop. Mm. That's why so many artists fail now. There are certain artists that can hit that mountaintop and can relax and come right back into hitting that mountaintop again. I can literally name a few. Literally. I can name the I mean, few I such as like, Drake.
1: I feel like the majority of America, and I say America, that's exactly who we hit, and That's like Dallas, Texas. We shout you out. Los Angeles, we shouting you out. I'll be there. Seattle, we shouting you out. I'll be there. Idaho, Idaho, we shouting you out. What's up?
0: Haven't been to Idaho yet, but, but anyway,
1: <laughs> I think the majority, I think the majority of America would definitely say, like, definitely agree that no Eminem, we don't want you back on the drugs. Like, we want you clean. We want you to be a dad to Haley. We want you to be a dad. I forget the, I forgot the name of the other daughter, uh, but like we want you to be a dad, you know, and everything like that. However, I also think the majority of Americans would say, "M, we, we want you back like that. Eminem still goes stupid, okay? I, in my opinion, he's owning the rap game right now. He, he is freaking destroying it, but it's so different, you know? It's tough for people like, for like us who may be like, I was in middle school, when he dropped recovery, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it was, it's that's 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 nostalgic for us, man. It's like that's what we remember, and it's like you hear him rap, you know, like cold wind blows, or like you know whatever. Even not afraid, you know, obviously that iconic kind of track on that. Like he sings in that one, but his singing in that one versus like his latest album that he just dropped with uh, music to be murdered by. It's like you can tell he's aging. You can tell. And it's just like, dang! Like I actually have to pay attention to the bars now, you know. I'm, you know, what I'm saying I gotta appreciate the bars because appreciating from a music standpoint is getting a little bit on the tough side. Now there are a few fire tracks on his last album, but honestly, prefer. I mean, if Eminem never got old, I mean, I think everybody would would love that. To be honest, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe they, we just need to put out some sort of poll or something like that. And you know what? I got $10 on on my phone. I got $10. dollars i put it right
0: here, right now. $10. We're not going to put $10 That We're not throwing money out like that. We're not
1: doing that. Does your salary even cover that, though? I don't want to
0: be disrespectful. We got more than $10, but we're not just going to be throwing money like that. We believe in saving <laughs> and investing in ourselves over here. But, um... I personally feel like right now, if we're being dead, dead honest, Drake's taking over the rap game. Ooh, hot yeah. take. Drake, Drake, Drake is. I Scorpion, Scorpion was undeniable. It, it 100% Scorpion was undeniable. But what Drake has done is, is pure remarkable. It, it, Drake can literally drop a song tomorrow and it will become a hit in most cases.
1: but is that because he's you know honestly i can't even debate that though because honestly from a popularity standpoint from a you know a clout standpoint yeah i won't even lie from from that from that perspective i gotta agree with you to be honest because everybody loves drake i can't say i love all of his music i think he's got a few bops a few relatable songs on there Of course, but like you know what I'm saying? It's just like, but yeah, I mean, from a popularity and clout and, you know, and all that perspective. Yeah, man, I think that's spot on. I think that's spot on. But you know who's getting a lot of clout right now? Who? Tom Brady. Thomas Brady. Talkin' about him, bro. The Talk goat? about this man.
0: One of the greats. One of the greats. You are talking about a man that has Three NFL MVPs, four Super Bowl MVPs, six rings, the same as Michael Jordan, but plays a different sport. And even though he lost those two miracle ones to Eli Manning, Tom Brady is still one of the greatest. And he just signed a two year, $30 million deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of all teams. I would never think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would think like the Raiders, the 49ers. I mean, some some team that has a O line some weapons. He could have went to Dallas and they would have been instant contenders, honestly. But he decided to stay and uh, go over to Tampa Bay, which I really don't understand. I, I, I fully don't understand. Kobe, what's your take on it, buddy? I, I, I don't understand. It's a list of accomplishments are are just ridiculous.
1: You know, it's it, it's weird because honestly, in my mind, I was guessing he was going to San Francisco. Yeah. You know, because a that's where he's from. You know, you have obviously at this point he's ring chasing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and you know for sure. I mean, he's not gonna try and like go to a team like the Lions because you know the Lions can't really provide an offensive line to save anybody's life. I mean, I'm surprised Matthew Stafford isn't totally paralyzed from the wake now. I mean, he's already got a bad back, but this season, I'm afraid for his life, man. I mean, this is worse than Corona, you know what I mean? Um, but it's it's just like, you know, uh, but yeah, Tom Brady, I was expecting him to go to San Francisco. I mean, obviously it would have been funny because Jimmy G is in San Francisco right now, and he would have been, you know... Taking his former backup job in his hometown, that would have been funny. But that's also probably the reason why he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, plus, plus, from what I hear, LA, San Francisco, like, those are dirty cities. That's what I hear. Like, especially LA, like the homeless there, like it's crazy, man. Like the streets are lined with human feces you know and people tents and stuff like that they be stealing from each other and stuff so now i think about it it's probably a a strong strong deterrent but what's in tampa that's so like appealing to me to me the missing piece in tampa was a quarterback okay Jameis winston i think he he was one of the league leaders in interceptions last year as well as i mean as well as touchdowns but again it, it it doesn't it doesn't matter i mean you can throw you know that's like kobe bryant you know in his last game scoring like 60 points but he took a thousand shots to you know to do it you know they barely won that game um i, I don't know i just think i think tampa bay it, it was unexpected for a lot of people but to me it makes sense because been the weather's nice obviously you know the anywhere tom brady goes people are gonna love him yeah. you know and uh and obviously like in that same conference we got you know the Saints, the falcons and the panthers okay the panthers and you know most likely they're gonna drop cam newton you oh, know
0: he already then all they going
1: oh. you got yeah okay so like they dropping <laughs> Cam. All right, in my opinion, Kim Newton had one great year. He's like a watered down Lamar Jackson, in my opinion.
0: That is a take in
1: half. Well, it's a take in half, but it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? But you also got the Falcons, who fell off the face of the earth ever since I don't know what year it was. I think it was, was it 2015, when they was hot with Matt Ryan and everything? um honestly ever since they uh um ever since they went to the super bowl ever since that year they have fallen off the face of the earth and it's just this slow decline and then obviously you got the same okay that's drew Brees. he just resigned. okay and so what would it mean for tom brady okay because it's still arguing it's, they're arguing whether or not he's the goat right yeah. I mean, it's still up for discussion. I don't think, in my opinion, it's up for discussion anymore. If he leaves his team of 20 years to a Buccaneer team that's on the rise, but still missing a piece and takes down Drew Brees and capital T-H-E, New Orleans Saints. That's true. If he takes them down, goes on to the Super Bowl, Either wins or loses in my book. That solidifies Tom Brady as the GOAT, in my opinion. Because up until now, I couldn't say that. I mean, he he was surrounded by the best franchise. Tom Brady played for the best franchise to ever live. You know what I'm saying? And but if he were to do this, man,
0: that that solidifies.
1: I don't know about you, Jay, but
0: yeah, that's me. No, I completely understand because the Buc- the Buccaneers' last title was in 2003. This Super Bowl this year is in Tampa. Their- his weapons are ridiculous. In 2019, we got Mike Evans with 67 receptions, 1,157 yards. Chris Goodwin, 86 reception, 1,333 yards. And uh, Justin Watson with 15 receptions, 159 yards. In a career, we're looking at almost... 600 yards between these three people right here so i mean I, he he has the weapons if he needs to retire and think about his career after football florida is an excellent place because they have no sales tax yeah. everything's more cost efficient he doesn't have to worry about the, driving into a snowstorm anymore and you know I, I understand i understand yeah and sense.
1: It, it makes sense. But you also gotta think about this. I mean, and obviously we're probably talking to a lot of people out in New England right now. I know our man Joe Lord is, is crying because of his poor Patriots. They're about they're about to suck again. And uh you know, Bill Belichick, you know, he I don't doubt he's a great coach, but he's also has one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. What is he gonna do with you know their, their backup quarterback, or even if they go and get another quarterback, how is that going to pan out? How is that relationship going to pan out? Because, in my opinion, but I don't know if you saw it, but the Jets are investing into an offensive line, man. Okay, you give On Bell an offensive line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your defense isn't too shabby, okay? They didn't have too bad of a year last year, in my opinion, given the circumstances, okay? You give Le'Veon Bell a Michigan State Spartan, as I might add. That's why right. Go green. Rest in peace. This 2020 bracket season breaks my heart every day, but we'll get into that. You give him an offensive line, and the Jets are dangerous offensively, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I just don't see how
0: you can just ignore them. Okay, the Dolphins? Yeah, we can chuck them
1: to the <laughs> if get Tula, hour, if, if they get to
0: is Tula, pretty solid. He's solid.
1: I, he he's he's injury prone. That's just the thing is he's injury prone. I I feel like you know you always assume that risk. I don't ever say like oh well if they draft this guy then everything's gonna be better. No, it's not always the case. I mean, there's a for every high draft pick that makes it and that pans out, there's one that totally busts and is out of the league in five years. Yeah. And. You know, I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, um, I mean, we've been talking about that in Detroit for years. I mean, we just say, oh, let's let's draft this guy. Or, let's draft this guy. Let's see if he see if he can fix the problems one day. In reality, our problem's been ownership the entire time. Our, our problem's been mismanagement. Our problem really hasn't been coaching, really. We didn't give Jim Caldwell enough time at all. That's a side note. Okay, so the Dolphins are in a similar situation. And then you got the Bills. I mean, what, what's your take on the Bills, man? I mean, just a few years ago, they're as bad as the freaking Bengals, you know, but now they're kind of on the come-up. What do you make of the Bills, man? Do, do you think they're
0: actually going to make a run at the conference title this year? Oh, yeah, especially since they just picked up Diggs. they ready to win now, not tomorrow, not yet. They want to win now. Uh, I, I saw how they played. I have a homie uh that watches the Bills constantly he loves the Bills and when he picked up Diggs he called me he was ecstatic because think about this team the Bills have went on a good win streak this past season and went to the playoffs and this is without Diggs without uh 100% 100 uh a number one receiver they have your Jim Browns and your things of that nature so i mean it they're they're John Browns and they, they're they solid. They're solid. They're they're solid. I, I. It might take a miracle for them to reach a Super Bowl personally, but you know, any anything can happen in NFL. You know what I mean? Anything can happen.
1: Honestly, I see it. You know, they've been. I mean, they've been wanting to do this since they had OJ. You know, it's like. It it's it's been a tough sweat for them Buffalo fans. Not that I like Buffalo fans or anything. <laughs> um. But, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just got gotcha, to, but um, no, their fan base is pretty annoying in my opinion along with the Patriots fan base because the Patriots fan base is just a humongous Tom Brady fan base for the most part. So the Buccaneers are about to have a huge fan base increase and it's going to be fun to watch and it's going to be fun to see all the excuses that a bunch of my Patriot fan friends, are going to give to cheer for the Bucs.
0: Because
1: um, that's just what happened. But, you know, it's whatever. I respect it. He, he's arguably the GOAT. I mean, we'll see if he's the GOAT. Doesn't by the next couple of years. But, hey, you never know. But, yeah, I think the Bills, they got a shot, man. I think, in my opinion, they're winning the division this year. I think they're winning. It's going to be between the Bills and the Jets for sure. I think the patch is done. The pack is done.
0: The and, Dynasty is finally over, sadly. But... We are going to get into literally and sadly, our last topic: the coronavirus, the, the epidemic that is sweeping the nation, the that thing that made me cancel my trip to California and, and see some family, the thing that has have everyone around people sick, the thing that has made people call out of work and the thing that is a very sad case. What is the case on this for you and the coronavirus, boss?
1: Dude, it's been tough studying. Um I work at the state of Michigan. Like, literally, like, I uh, I work in the education department, and I live right across the street from where I work. So for me, traveling to work, um, it, it's, uh, it's a pretty safe thing for me because, again, like, I can control kind of what I touch. I walk to work, yeah. Um, and I don't have to make a long commute. You know, I don't have to stop into random gas stations if I needed to. But I work with people who like drive an hour plus to get to work, and they're scared. I mean, people people are scared and fearful. I don't think we need to be panicking though. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just the big thing here for me is, you know, why the panic, man? Like. Swine flu, bruh, swine flu was crazy deadly in 2009, a pandemic. I remember
0: that. I remember that we had made a song in school about it. Y'all made a what? Y'all made a track? We made a track song in school about it because we were bored in class and we used to just make jokes. Because she got the swine, she coughing all the time. Because she got the swine. <laughs> that, that's it was, it was so terrible but funny at the same time. Our teacher, were crying, laughing. She couldn't hold it because we were, we were young and you know we didn't take the swine flu seriously. You know what I mean? But this corona thing, nah, nah bruh, nah. I feel like it should be taken seriously for sure. I mean, it's like,
1: I mean, my wife's pregnant, you yes. know, like she's in that high risk category. If I bring something home, it can be yes. something bad. I mean, hopefully not. I mean, at the end of the day, God's in control. I mean, I put my faith in Jesus, man. I mean, he he, he, he saved me, but he's also a present help and he protects me and he protects us and, and everything like that. So I don't worry. There's no need to worry, but... So, but we should still take it seriously. We still use wisdom and all that. But it's just like, it's, for me, the number one thing that I am really hurting about with this coronavirus is just the overall lack of sports. I mean, the overall lack of community. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you really don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. And... It's just crazy to think how much, you know, your life has revolved around. So, or uh, something has been such a big part in your life until it's gone. I mean, I, um, I've i always loved, you know, Michigan State basketball. I've always looked forward to March, you know, January, February, Izzo, April. You know what I'm saying? It's the month of Izzo, man. Like, we've been owning the month of March since he ever took over. I think it was the mid to late 90s. and um, like it's just been something that is celebrated around here in, in Lansing. And for us to not have that, for us to not see Michigan state in the NCAA tournament yet again, another year where we were, um, among the favorites to win it all. Yeah. It's hard to see. I mean, especially for kids like Cass Winston and Xavier Tillman, Xavier Tillman could come back. Uh, rumor is he's going to come back to catch this Winston, he's a senior. If they don't grant any eligibility, you know, like we just witnessed his last game in the Breslin Center in East Lansing. And that that's a sad way to go out. And, you know, right now, I mean, it, it's just—it's tough around here. It's tough because it's a part of this community. And, uh, uh, I don't know. There are days where I want to cry. There are days where I just want to die. Just kidding, I do not promote suicide.
0: <laughs> nah, but on a positive note, I do have the definition for coronavirus. Um the coronavirus or COVID or COVID-19. It's a large body of viruses that causes illness ranging from the common cold to the more severe respiratory issues. The signs are fever, coughness, shortness of breath, and difficulty breathing. From who.int.com. If you are out or outside and notice anything out of the ordinary or with these symptoms, stand six feet away from these people. Don't it's okay to have a conversation, but it's we're in the age of I, I don't want you to get sick and you don't want me to get sick and you don't know what everyone has, you know what I mean?
1: Tough times, Jay. It's tough times.
0: It is, but the most positive way to prevent it is to stay at home. Or especially since we're able to apply for unemployment, which is greatly appreciated to our government because our government is awesome. And stay away if you feel uh, weak or uneasy and, you know, tell your boss, hey, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm safe as well as get tested. That's 100 percent appreciated. Uh, In some cases, you never know. What a person's living with, because you can talk to your coworker today and they might have their grandmother living with them with heart problems or livid issues. And you talk to them and you know you have it or you don't know you have it and you don't keep that certain distance and you, you literally just up and leave. You know what I mean? You leave and then uh, it's just not a good sight. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's, it's hey, grandma, how are you? And next, you know, you know, sad things happen. But that's, that's that's the life we live in, and you know, it's pretty sad. But me personally, this is how I look at the coronavirus. It, it is god awful, terrible. I one hundred percent agree with you on that. But I want everybody to think about this. Wash your hands frequently, sanitize your mm. hands, and if you feel sick, say home. And well, you want to re- repeat that statement
1: repeat that statement
0: for the people wash your hands stay safe Mm. and if you feel sick stay at home because you know this stuff is contagious it messes with your respiratory it is highly infectious it's you don't no one knows what this is this is knocking people out of work and knocking them out quickly but the coronavirus to me it's God for terrible. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to see people for who they are and as in the positive aspect. Think about this. What if a mother that's always at work and their child always goes home and doesn't see his mother? Now she gets unemployment or at least some type of income that she's able to see her child every day and take him out. Even though nothing's open, take him out for a walk or go fishing that she wasn't able to do. Maybe a father that was going through so much stress at work, thanks to this, his job has shut down but didn't fire him, but he's able to get some rest and find different opportunities to make himself better. What if a child was unable to eat whenever their mother was always at work because the mother didn't stop to get food? The mother can stop buy somewhere and get groceries and understand how can I feed my child? What if a married couple or a relationship right. couple that's just starting out or having their issues and problems because no relationship is perfect? I will say that again. No relationship is perfect. The only thing is you keep your own business in your own doors. No relationship is perfect. So why not take that time to work it out and if you feel like it's hurting both of you and it's toxic, leave the situation. Go do things to find and make yourself happy. Mm. That's the only thing, man. This is how I think about the coronavirus. It's terrible that people are dying and people are getting sick, but what about the people that are actually sitting down and enjoying their McDonald's meal with their kid? You know what I mean? This is bringing some yes. people together if you take it into that aspect it, it is bringing um, more you people keep together you have to keep living because life is about choices and it's up to you to whatever choice you make
1: That that's facts right there man I mean it's like it's hard it's tough we're probably going to be quarantined <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day you only got God, yourself, and whoever you love, and you gotta hold on to all three of those things tight. Yeah, I feel like we forget that when you're quarantined, when you're cooped up, it can be tough mentally. You want to let go, you want to forget about yourself because you're longing so much for community. But God put the community right, right in our hearts, man. I mean, we can search ourselves. We can find that there, there's peace and there's joy somewhere down deep inside. Of you. you just gotta pull that stuff out, of, you know. And you, you gotta realize what your purpose is. And uh, I don't know. It's just I, the the big thing I fear is just the hopelessness that might settle in. If if, uh, if if we let each other fall off the rails, you know. It's like just because I might not be able to come and give you a hug, might not mean that, you know. I'm not a phone call away, Right. I'm right. not like screwed there. We got to realize that we got pulled together. I mean, this is when America has always risen up historically. I mean, look at the great depression, you know, we'll pull this out, World War II. Right. You know, the economy, obviously, and all the jobs that it, it sparked, but literally when the world faced domination of uh, 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 my Fascist racism and and, uh, and 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 prejudice. Like we rose up and saved the world. I mean, you look at the Cold War. Even I mean, gas rations. People afraid that you know the Russians are gonna bomb us. You know, any second we pulled together. You yeah. know, we won that thing. Yes, we you did. You know, um, even two thousand eight. I mean, I, I mean, I remember that as a kid. I mean, we pulled together. Um, we came together as as people. I mean, we learned to love each other. I mean, before then, I mean, again, I was really young. I was like eight or nine years older around then, but before then, I mean, you couldn't, you know, or even that year, you couldn't really go outside really and say hi to nobody. At least here, I mean, in in the urban kind of biggish city atmosphere. But after that, I mean, people started appreciating. You know, like, hey, you human, I'm human. We both bleed red, man. I mean. It's all about that. It should be all about love, you know. Stop killing, you know, we got to stop killing each other. We got to stop hurting each other. We got to stop doing all that. It's like, at the end of the day, like, we're all created equally. Yeah. And it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, for for all this going on, I just know a, there's light at the end of the tunnel. But right now, we got to get through it. And we got to keep going. You know, we're going to lose each other. There's some people that don't drop off with this virus thing, but we got to realize there are bigger things than basketball. There are bigger things than sports. There are bigger things than just ourselves. And honestly, that's the healthiest thing we can do for ourselves. And I think, uh, I think it's going to be awesome, man. I think, I think this is going to be awesome in a lot of ways. I think people are going to start to learn stuff about each other, about themselves, and about, losing things and what it's like to actually not have something you love and so we talked
0: but you know I guess we'll see what happens isn't that right Jay? You're right well thanks again for listening to the first podcast of Smart Weight with Kobe he's been awesome Kobe this was an amazing experience I came to wait for many more podcasts with you buddy
1: oh for sure man I mean it's only gonna get crazy I mean you guys gotta know that up front uh, the upfront cost is me being crazy <laughs> and without Ritalin. I'm not diagnosed ADHD, but I don't mean I may or may not have similar <laughs> symptoms. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't take any Ritalin to take care of. it. No, I don't. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, thanks, guys. It's pretty difficult for me to be the man that a person wants me to be if there's no love and there's no trust in it.